So know when to quit something when it's no longer serving you. Because if you want to be busy, if you want to have like a really healthy lifestyle, it's going to involve you being in flow, in going in the direction of things that you feel magnetically drawn to, things that just click, right? But if you're giving your energy to things that are a force that don't feel organic to you, then you're going to have a really like stop start kind of feel in your schedule in your day. And that's really difficult to have like a really momentous, busy routine when you have that stop start energy, um, when you feel like you've kind of been blocked at different angles. So knowing when to quit is really important. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together let's find your unique balance. And welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. This week's topic is one I'm super passionate about. It actually is a massive pillar as to why I started this podcast in the first place. And what we're going to be focusing on is maintaining balance while hustling. What I like to call the healthy hustle. Uh, I guess this phrase is inspired by a friend of mine, Madeline Carafa. Her own podcast is called The Healthy Hustlers. And I think her message and her podcast aligns really nicely with I guess this purpose or this mission that today's episode is going to touch on. Essentially, it's this gap, I feel, right, with a lot of us who really thrive in busyness. We naturally have busy lifestyles. You're listening to this, you're probably the kind of person who likes jam-packing their schedule. At times, you probably get to the weekend and, you know, you get excited for what's happening on the weekend and then it comes around and you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered for all these plans that I've made. But in truth, you know, you you thrive off having a busy schedule, lots of things to do all the time. So the question is, and the thing I'm really interested in is how do we maintain our balance in and amongst the busyness? How do we make that hustle, that drive and desire to kind of have a busy schedule? How do we do that in a balanced and healthy way? So today I'm going to be sharing six tips, six things that have really helped me, I guess, maintain my balance or at least come back to it in moments where I felt a little bit off so that I can keep on, you know, having a lifestyle that I genuinely enjoy. I always think having balance and, and feeling grounded is not about you know, removing everything that you'd like about your life and having to have this really minimalistic life, although that might work for you and just having not a lot on your plate might work for you. But if you're the kind of person who can admit that you like that lifestyle, you like the go, 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 the hustle. I think if you live in a city, it's almost like a bit of an extension of that experience. Then today we're going to talk about how we can do that in a healthy way. Before we dive into that, though, I just want to share a beautiful five star review that I've received on Apple Podcasts. I love reading these guys as they come through. If you've been listening to the show for a little while now and you haven't had the chance to leave us a review or rating, please do so. It really helps us reach new balances, grow our community, grow the show. And it's also a great way for me to receive your feedback and hear what you guys think about the episode. So this one is from AK and it reads amazing. This is a great podcast. If you're looking for some ideas and motivation for self-development, thank you, Erica, for bite-sized pieces of information. Well, thank you to you, AK, for the time taken to leave that review. Uh, I'm really grateful that you get a lot out of the bite-sized pieces of info. I guess that's what I'm trying to do, just kind of condense it into really tangible things you guys can take away. 
I mean, I love listening to podcasts too, but sometimes I feel like you hear so many incredible concepts and you're like, wow, that's such a good idea. And it helps you reframe things. But then you're like, how do I actually put that into practice? Which is why you guys will find a lot of the episodes are really tangible, kind of actionable steps that you can take away and do straight away. This episode being no exception. So let's just start and get straight into it with the first tip that I feel is really necessary for us to maintain some balance or have a healthy hustle. And that really comes down to, I guess, our whole framework when it comes to balance. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, new to the Balance Theory community, very briefly, your idea of balance is obviously going to be different to another listener's. It's going to be different to mine. The way you work out what your ideal is, is to identify what the bare minimum you need is in each area of your life. So the three key areas we focus on on the Balance Theory is your health. That comprises of both your mental and your physical. We've then got our relationships, which encompass our friendships, our family and romantic relationships. And then we've got our category of fulfillment that covers your work, business. If you have one side hustle, hobbies, studies, if you're a full time parent, any of those things come under the category of fulfillment. So if you're sitting here wondering what is my ideal balance, I'm going to put a link to an episode we did recently where we actually take you through one on one how to actually work out what your balance is. But essentially what that episode does is it asks you to identify what is the bare minimum you need in your health. What is the bare minimum you need in your relationships and the bare minimum you need with your category of fulfillment for you to feel grounded and connected to those areas. So that might be over a week, over a month, every single day, however you want to break it down. Identifying what the bare minimum is that you need makes it front of mind. And then when you're planning your busy schedules or, you know, saying yes or no to different things, you make sure that these things are a priority and that's how we keep our balance. So The number one tip I have to start with, and I think really forms a foundation for everything on how to have a healthy hustle is identifying those non-negotiables. If yours is that you need to exercise every day, doesn't matter what kind of other things happen in your life, that is a priority for you. You know that maybe you've had a rough night's sleep and you miss the gym in the morning. So you might have to cancel plans in the afternoon to make movement a priority, or you might have to say no to an additional social outing on the weekend because you're building a side project or a business, which requires that time from you. And that is a non-negotiable at this moment in your life. So you kind of pair it with your goals and your priorities and you work out a way to prioritize your time accordingly again that episode that's linked in the show notes will take you guys through it all Uh, we don't have enough time to cover it today because i do want to share the other five tips that i think really form a key part of this healthy hustle movement but definitely go and check that out if you are a bit lost or really are interested in this idea and this is the first time you're kind of thinking about it in this way so number one work out what the bare minimum is that you need in each of your areas and work out how to make those a priority, make them non-negotiables throughout your schedule. If you've already done this in the past, it might just mean revisiting your time and, you know, just doing a bit of a self-reflection, a check-in. How are you tracking with your non-negotiables? Are you keeping them front of mind? Are you reminding yourself of them on a weekly basis and cross-checking with your schedule and making sure they're front of mind? So just asking ourselves these little questions, or identifying what they are in the first place is really, really key to maintaining a bit of balance through the busyness. The second one is something I don't think a lot of us think about. So we always talk about, go on, harp about a morning routine. We try and perfect our morning routines. We try and get them right. It's what kickstarts our day, right? But interestingly, 
what is the key I feel to a productive day? It really starts the night before and with a night routine, which is something I think is a really unspoken, powerful tool that we have to set ourselves up for the next day. And I mean, put really briefly, if you have a perfect morning routine, right? You know what you're going to do. You've laid out your clothes. You've got like your habits and your rituals. If you wake up with no energy, you've had a really rough sleep. It's kind of no use if you've got all those things laid out because the way you show up, the way you're present, the way you actually then do that, or maybe you miss it entirely and you need to sleep in to catch up on a bit of rest is kind of pointless. So I think a good morning routine obviously is necessary, but I think to really back that up and to really you know, make sure that we have the energy to keep up with our busy, busy schedules is to focus on a night routine. Again, it's another recent episode I've done. I give eight tips on how to actually curate that. So if you guys have missed that, haven't heard it, or just want to go a little bit deeper on that, I've linked that one in the show notes below too. But again, a really, really critical part of our day-to-day, something we can so easily do. I mean, the tips of it in that episode are nothing that's going to take you hours and you know a lot of brain power. It's just simple little shifts we can make to make sure that we're priming our body for rest and then setting ourselves up for the next day properly. So go and check that one out if you, I guess, want a little bit more info on this. But having a, a really structured night routine or just thinking about a night routine and trying different things out, I think is really important when we have such busy schedules and above everything, it's you know not even about setting ourselves up for the next day. It's about actually unwinding properly from the day we've had. So if you're like, go, go, go all the time, you're probably that person that lies into bed and your mind just doesn't stop. It, it feels like you you just can't shut your brain off. So having a night routine where you have kind of rigid things that you follow that get your body and your mind ready and primed for rest is really great. If you'll feel like that's something that you're struggling with, because we want to maximize our rest so that we have the energy to do the things that we want to do. All right. That's number two. Number three, for maintaining some uh, like a healthy hustle, for keeping up with our busy schedules in a healthy way is to utilize time blocking. Now, if you've been listening to the show for quite some time, it's not the first time you're going to hear about the concept of time blocking, but essentially it's where you'll break up your day into blocked segments, time blocks, we call them. How I like to do it, I mean, people may have a different way they approach it. How I like to do it is to have a list of tasks that I need to do that day. I'll roughly work out how long each task will take me and then I'll plan out my day according to those time blocks. So let's say you've got a report to write, you've got a meeting due and you need to do some planning or creative thinking. We might allot an hour to the report, we've got a half hour meeting and then we've got, let's just say, a two hour of creative strategic thinking. That's a three and a half hour block. So that could be your morning organized. You might have half hour of emails in there on top. You obviously have a lunch break and you start layering it and planning out your day accordingly. The reason I love this, I mean, there's so much science behind it, but just from what I've read and personally felt myself by having those timeframes, you actually are more productive. So if I said to you, you've got all afternoon to finish this task, the chances are you're probably going to stretch it out and take all of the time you give yourself or that I give you to do that task. Whereas if I gave you a quarter of the time, which is still realistic for you to complete that task, you're going to get it done. So if productivity is something you feel you need to strengthen or boost, or in general, if you're just someone who wants to get more done, who wants to have more time for the things you love, time blocking will change your life. So definitely give it a go. I mean, you can just do this 
on your diary on a piece of paper as you start the morning or you can become a little bit more you know committed to it and use a great tool uh, called Sansama which is like an online planner it links with your calendars you know your Gmail Outlook any of those things so it actually brings in like meetings and stuff which I found really useful because I've got Gmail for personal stuff and work and then I've got like my work email which is Outlook so having that one central place where all my meetings are kind of correlated and all centralized and then I can add things on top is amazing. I put a link in the show notes if you guys want to check it out and have a 14 day free trial. It's pretty good like you don't even need to put in your credit card so give it a go if you want to try out time blocking but that's been something that's been absolutely game changing for me. Number four is uh, really tapping into a bit of self-awareness but it's giving yourself space to feel a range of emotions. Now the reason this one's made the list and I'm sure you listening have experienced something similar but basically you know life is up and down constantly and we go through these ebbs and flows emotionally right. I feel like especially as women we really feel into the ebbs and flows of life. I'm one of those people uh, who, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a mental breakdown, but you know, like I get to moments where I feel very overwhelmed and I just need to have a good cry and let it all out. And I always feel so much better. It's normally when, you know, there's a lot going on or I feel, I'm feeling overwhelmed with a lot of change. There's uncertainty, you know, when those emotions just come up, just let yourself feel. If you need to have a good cry, have a good cry. If you need to journal it out and like get frustration out of your mind on the paper, if you need to meditate, if you need to take a day off, let yourself feel. Because if you don't give yourself space for a range of emotions, these things bottle up and that's when we go down the path of things like burnout, of things like, you know, just feeling like you're glued to the couch and you can't get up, you've lost motivation, you just have no direction or purpose. So just let yourself feel things, even if it's uncomfortable, just know it's a part of being a human. It's a part of having a human experience. And if you want to have a busy lifestyle with so many new experiences, if you want to have a busy lifestyle with a lot going on, it's only natural. You're going to feel a complete suite of emotions and accepting that as normal and then giving yourself space to feel and process them will allow you to just continue to do different things all the time. Otherwise, you start to hold all this emotion, right? It's stored somewhere in the body, which is probably going to manifest into some sort of ache or pain. That's what I genuinely believe. Alternatively, you will store it in a way that has a negative impact on the way you either see yourself or the world. So whether that's self-doubt, whether you end up holding yourself back from doing things because you almost don't want to feel then that also limits you in your capacity to experience things. So giving yourself regularly just space to feel emotions, whether that's through meditating, whether it's through like regular check-ins with yourself, whether it's space to journal, or whether it's just when you feel it coming up, just creating that space in your day to just cry or journal, whatever you need to do, just do it. Because that's going to allow you to process in the moment and just keep going. Something I found really, really beneficial. Takes a bit of practice. I guess it's a bit uncomfortable. But I think this is really like a secret power that we've got to really just connect with ourselves. And just let ourselves be the way we're supposed to be. And experience the way we're supposed to experience. And get comfortable with those ebbs and flows that are only now. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't expect life to be kind of this neutral, smooth sailing journey because it's not really that too often. And I feel like if it is, then you probably don't have enough going on to, you know, pull you in different directions and experience those ebbs and flows. So just trust it's a part of having a dynamic experience and learn to give yourself that space as a bit of a superpower to help you turbocharge and keep going. Number five is a very, very important one. I feel like I've said that for all the tips today, but this is really important. It's knowing when to quit or to take things off your plate. So let's start with the first one, knowing when to quit something. I have been in that position before. I'm sure you have to, where you have committed to something. Maybe you've set yourself a goal or a challenge and you're just like not really vibing it. Like you start it and it just doesn't feel right. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new sports team, a book you're reading. It's just like, I don't know. It just didn't live up to your expectations, but you have this mentality of, I need to finish it because I've started it. Like, I don't want to quit. I don't want to be that person who kind of just gives up and quits, but you really need to ask yourself if you've identified it's something you don't enjoy, or maybe like it's something that's changed, right? Like maybe you have a friendship that for 10 years has been amazing. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've, you've taken different parts in life and you no longer gel in the same way. Are you holding on to something just for the sake of it, or is it actually still serving you? And that's really the key question. Is it still serving you? It doesn't matter if you've committed. It doesn't matter if it's been in your life for years. The only thing that should matter is the present moment and whether it's serving you right now. If reading that book, if you continue to read it, is going to just make you feel crappy, disinterested. You feel like it's forceful. I feel like anything that presents like resistance and tension is like just energetically just not meant for you whether it's a relationship a job like I said a book whatever it is like why are you trying to force that thing to happen when clearly the signs are that it's just it's just not a right fit so know when to quit something when it's no longer serving you because if you want to be busy if you want to have like a really healthy lifestyle it's going to involve you being in flow in going in the direction of things that you feel magnetically drawn to things that just click right? But if you're giving your energy to things that are a force that don't feel organic to you, then you're going to have a really like stop start kind of feel in your schedule in your day. And that's really difficult to have like a really momentous, busy routine when you have that stop start energy, um, when you feel like you've kind of been blocked at different angles. So knowing when to quit is really important and kind of owning the decision to let something go that's not serving you as opposed to I'm a quitter and that's a weakness. So embracing and learning that is absolutely critical. The second part of that is taking things off your plate. So it's not necessarily that we're quitting things entirely. It's more that we're just going to reduce the amount of things we've committed to in this small window. So say you've got a week of work, right? And it's just one of those weeks where everything seems to come into your inbox all at once. Tasks are all due at the same time. You know what they say when it rains, it pours. So if you've got one of those weeks, 
you need to learn the skill of knowing what to take off your plate. When we do the whole balance theory breakdown, right? And if you go and check out that episode, this will be explained in a lot more detail and I'll take you through it. But essentially you've got your non-negotiable list, which are the things in each of the area of your life that for you are just that, they're non-negotiables. They come first on your schedule, on your routine. We actually have a secondary list, which they're also priorities, but we describe them more as wants as opposed to needs or non-negotiables. So they're things that would really add value to your week. You've identified that having that on your schedule would be amazing. You would love to do it. So as an example, your non-negotiable might be to have movement five days a week in the gym, do a class, whatever it is. Then on your second list, on your wants list might be three extra walks a week, three, five kilometer walks. You know, it's not the end of the world if you don't walk, but you would love it if you had the time in your schedule to add that on. Why am I going down this road? Basically, when you plan out your time, when you have your schedule and it's jam-packed with things, when you get to those weeks where everything feels overwhelming, you need to create more space to feel your emotions. You need to create more space for things that ground you. What you take off your list is not the non-negotiables and you know what those are because you've identified them. It's actually the wants, the things from that secondary list that we've added in or said yes to as like bonuses, those are the things we take off first. And that's how we maintain our balance in moments of busyness, in moments of overwhelm, in moments of change. It's being very clear on the things that we need to feel grounded and the things that are just extra bonuses. And learning that skill of how to actually manage your time, your routine, your obligations, so to speak, like things you feel obliged to do or not, is very, very important to your own sense of groundedness. So that's number five, learning either when to quit things or when to take things off your plate in order to maintain a quote, healthy hustle. The last one is a big area. It's a big one, but a very, very important one. And it's this idea of not only learning how to set boundaries, but actually to stick to them as well. So boundaries are important to protect our balance. So say you have, uh, you've identified your non-negotiables, right? You're very clear on your balance. You know what it is you need across a week to feel grounded. You're great at time blocking. You give yourself space for your emotions, all these things, right? But then you have really half-assed boundaries. It's going to be very difficult for you to say no to things that may conflict with all these incredible things you've identified that you need. It's going to be very difficult for you to protect these things at all cost when it comes at a conflict with what somebody else wants. And if you've in the past struggled with something like people pleasing, then this is extra important for you. And I know that because that was me. I was the kind of person who I'd rather put what I wanted a second to make somebody else happy or to not disappoint them. Because I felt like that's kind of like, I felt obliged. And that was just because I didn't have good boundaries, A. And B, I wasn't clear on what I myself needed as a person. So I think when it comes to boundaries, it's one of those things where you can probably set boundaries in every area of your life, right? With your health, with your relationships, really importantly with your job or your work. And it can feel really overwhelming, especially if it's not something you've really thought about in detail before. So what I would say to you is think about the one area in your life you feel you need the most boundaries with. Is it with other people and therefore in your in your relationship category? Is it with your job or is it with your health? Have a think about which area you feel you maybe feel the most guilty around. You find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to say yes to. I think for a lot of people, this will either be relationships or work, but I want you to just identify one area 
And then think about one boundary you can set and experiment sticking to, as opposed to just going on this, you know, fence up, I need to set boundaries everywhere and build a fort type expedition. You can do that over time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's one brick at a time. You need to get comfortable protecting your time, right? So think about one thing. Say it's, uh, let's let's think of a clear example. I did a poll on Instagram not that long ago. And one thing that came up from the responses from a lot of you, which by the way, link up with us on Instagram if you're not already. The link's in the show notes. Uh, we, I tend to like get a lot of you know input from you guys before episodes like this. So definitely link up with us there. But I asked, what is the hardest thing or the thing you find yourself always saying yes to that you don't want to say yes to? The two most common answers were overtime at work and going out. And I can definitely relate to both, particularly the going out one. So if, for example, you find you're one of those people who always say yes to going out, even when you don't really want to, maybe you feel obliged. uh, You don't want to let people down. You need to think about a bit of a reframe, right? Which is saying yes to somebody else is actually saying no to yourself. And this really simple mindset shift. I mean, I know it sounds so simple, but when you just actually take a step back and think about that. Every time you go to say yes now, you're going to have that little, hopefully it's my voice or maybe your voice in your head saying, FYI, you're saying no to yourself. And then you think about it and you think, do I actually want to do this? Do I actually want to go? And it'll just help you create a little bit of, you know, time or space rather than automatically defaulting to, yep, I'll be there because you know, you don't want to disappoint or whatever the repercussion is. So have a think about a boundary that you struggle with any of the ones I've mentioned or anything else that's come to mind and think of a way you can instill that. Because if you want to have a schedule filled with busyness, but busyness, not for the sake of being busy, busy with things that make you feel alive, busy with things that add value to your balance and your life experience here on this planet. If you want to have that, You need to protect that and you need to say no to things that don't fit that mold. So just starting to have a think about what those boundaries would look like, you know, practice responses to what you would say to people. Think of common situations you get stuck in and ways you can get yourself out of there. Those are the sorts of things you need to start thinking about if you feel you're not strong in setting and sticking to boundaries. That is my sixth and final tip for how to maintain your balance while hustling or having a busy schedule. And I just want to leave you guys with a parting thought, and that is kind of something I've just touched on, but being busy for the sake of it is not really fun for anyone, right? Like I feel like there used to be a time where a lot of us would get off maybe on just saying we're busy, but what does that actually mean? Like, are you actually happy? Do you thrive having a busy schedule? Or do you actually prefer having a bit of spontaneity or space in your routine? So just have a think about that. Like, don't be busy for the sake of it because of what it looks like to other people, because of how, you know, you feel important if you say you're busy. Just connect with what being busy means to you, what the important things are for you to feel busy and like how you actually want to spend your time, right? And use these six tools to help you bring an element of healthiness into the chaos of life, into the busyness, into the hustle. So the balance can be front and center as you move through your schedule. If you guys want me to dive into any of these six points deeper, if you want, you know, a one-on-one episode on anything I've mentioned, send me a message on Instagram. I'm always in my DMs, always open to having a chat. And of course, if you guys are struggling with anything and just want to bounce some ideas, you know, whether it be your boundaries or ideas for your night routine or anything like that, 
please reach out. Love having conversations with you all. Thank you again so much for tuning in to another episode. As I mentioned earlier, if you have two minutes, even one to just leave us a quick review on whatever platform you're listening on, it would be amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe, and I'll see you guys all on Monday for another guest episode. Until then, stay balanced.